Good morning. This is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Good morning, people. It's 9.23 a.m. April the 8th, 2019. This is episode 82 of Bitcoin and, and I'm feeling like crap. I couldn't figure it out last night when I started really feeling bad. And uh, my wife started doing a little bit of searching on the internet and discovered that the pollen count for our region was like off this, almost off the scale with mulberry, oak, and something else. But uh, for y'all folks that live down near Austin, this is our equivalent of cedar fever. Oh God. And my allergies are just, I mean, Oh, I'm wrecked. I'm so wrecked anyway. So this is going to be a shorter show than normal. I think just because I feel like ass and I just don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to drag y'all through the mud for that long listening to a scratchy, scratchy, scratchy voice. So this uh, episode of uh, Bitcoin and is brought to you by Dan Held, who says Bitcoin raised zero dollars to become the Internet of money. Thank you, Dan, for that reminder. Um, as we go through some of the uh, especially the, uh, the next story, uh, that should be something that we all all try to remember, especially when we have. Tron preparing to launch Layer 2 Solution, the Sun Network, for faster transactions. Well, gee, I thought Tron was already supposed to be fast. Oh, God, whatever. Okay, so Justin Sun, the founder of Tron, a leading platform for building smart contract-enabled decentralized applications, has revealed that the Sun Network is, quote-unquote, almost ready to go live. Now, this is from CryptoGlobe.com. Written by Omar Faridi. Uh, You've seen him around the crypto Twitter uh, verse for a a long time. Uh, I I like the dude. Uh, He's got, uh, he can write, you know, at least the guy can, you know, he can write. There's so many journalists in the space that just, oh, reading it is just so hard. Anyway, so uh, going on, the crypto entrepreneur noted that the Sun Network. consists of side chains and a cross chain infrastructure that will allow the Tron platform to quote, further expand its overall capacity. According to sun, the updates to Tron's blockchain will improve the network's overall ability to process transactions. The code base modifications will also enable more efficient smart contract execution. Sun stated some important upgrades that will be activated on the Tron network include the launch of a DAP chain. This has been described as a DAP sidechain expansion project, which aims to significantly increase the capacity and throughput of DAPs running on the Tron platform. DAP chain 
has been built to allow users to run dApps with extremely low energy consumption, high security, and efficiency. As noted in Sun's tweet, there will be three phases through which DAP chain will be introduced. The software will be rolled out in phases in order to provide a seamless UX UI experience and allow users to test the DAP chain platform before it is launched into production. Phase one, testnet. Who would have guessed? The first phase of DAP chain's launch will, quote, focus on supporting sidechain based smart contracts, realizing the unlimited expansion of the mainnet while also ensuring the security of user assets on the network. The second and third phases of the DAP chain launch will involve making changes to the project's code base based on how the software performs on the testnet and feedback from users. In addition to introducing the DAP chain, Sun revealed during a recent interview that at some point during the second quarter of 2019, the crypto platform will launch a Tron-based USDT. This, Sun explained, will allow for transfers with USDT, the world's most dominant stablecoin, to be completed faster, cheaper, and in a more reliable manner. We'll come back to that. On April 5th, 2019, the Tron Foundation published a report in which it revealed that there are now over 2.3 million accounts which have been created on the Tron network. The report also noted that there had been at least 246 different dApps that had been launched on the Tron platform. And that does it for the article. Let's go back to in a more reliable manner. I thought Tron was already reliable. Okay, girls and boys, I find all of this a horrendous amount of crap. We don't need it. Um, it can, you know, it can exist if it wants to. I'm not going to, you know, say anything more about it than that as far as the network is concerned. But I thought it was already supposed to be fast. I thought it was already supposed to be cheap. I thought it was already supposed to be reliable. And the whole notion of uh, 246 different dApps have been launched. We've heard all of this before. The dApps that are on Ethereum, I mean, it's it's nobody even bothers to look at dApp usage anymore because it was always so freaking low. It's like all these dApps and no one's using them. And so I suspect that <clears throat> it will not be different here. The Tron quote unquote network consists, you know, and I'm not talking about their actual main net. I'm talking about the, the social network. Yeah, mostly, mostly bots on Twitter and, and other social media is just a bunch of <clears throat> cube cubicle based people in some far flung country with banks and banks and banks of cell phones or whatnot in front of them. And all they're doing all day long is just this utter nonsense just comes out with like 15 different hashtags and like, you know, mentioning each other's accounts. And it's just like when you get into the into the network of its tweets, it's just as bad as the XRP army. So there's, I mean, there's really just nothing here. Uh, let's see where we got going on here. <clears throat> oh, it looks like Thor, God of Thunder, is uh, raising its little head. Uh, this is from Jimmy Aki. This was from April 5th. Bit refill adds Thor Turbo to speed lightning connections. 
the crypto payment platform BitRefill has announced an upgrade to its Thor service. The upgrade is dubbed Thor Turbo, and it's expected to speed up the process of connecting to BitRefill's Lightning node, according to the press release sent to Bitcoin Magazine. Yes, this is from Bitcoin Magazine. BitRefill launched the Thor service in January 2019 as an on-demand Lightning Channel service that allows users to receive payments whether they have Bitcoin loaded in their Lightning wallets or not. Speaking with Bitcoin Magazine via email, email BitRefill COO John <coughs> Cavallo. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I'm just having all manner of voice problems today said that since Thor launched, the startup has opened hundreds of lightning channels with customers and hopes to soon reach the thousands. But with the original version of Thor, it takes roughly six confirmations before a new lightning channel is usable and roughly 60 minutes of waiting time. According to the release with Thor turbo bit refill expects the process to go much faster. The startup <clears throat> Sorry, the where was it? good God. Uh, the startup claimed that users can instantly hop onto the network and make purchases from anywhere in the world without delay. Beyond the time savings, Thor Turbo users can also choose to have their channel preloaded with a spendable Bitcoin balance. For those who don't have Bitcoin in their wallets, Thor Turbo has a feature that converts other cryptocurrencies into spendable Bitcoin coin, corn, <laughs> on the Lightning Network. Currently, it supports Ether, Dash, Litecoin, and Dogecoin conversions. <laughs> nice, Doge. <clears throat> per the release, Thor Turbo will be an optional upgrade to users and BitRefill will continue to provide support from non-Turbo Thor channels. Carvalho said... Turbo channels would cost as much as non-turbo channels, but that the fees for the original Thor service have been reduced. The adoption of the Lightning Network has grown tremendously since it was first introduced. As of press time, the network supports a total of 7,800 nodes with a collective network capacity of one... Is that right? Okay, yeah, uh, 1,000... And 76.03 Bitcoin, worth about $5.35 million. We're aiming to release several more Lightning-based services this year, demonstrating how businesses can make money and support Bitcoin infrastructure at the same time, Carvalho concluded. So sweet. That is nice. I'm going to be having to watch out for that kind of thing. Next up in the stack, after catching five crypto pump and dumps, Artificial intelligence targets Ponzi schemes <laughs> from CryptoSumer, April the 8th, 2019. That would be today. <laughs> Artificial intelligence technology is being used to hunt down Ponzi schemes related to cryptocurrencies in South Korea and was already successful in catching two suspects who reportedly cheated around 56,000 people of a total of two, 21.2 billion uh, Korean was that one? I think so. Uh, it USD value is 18.7 million. So it's not chicken feed. This comes after AI was alre already proven to be useful in cases such as pump and dump schemes, recognizing such events before they even happen. Last Thursday, the sole special judicial police bureau for public safety arrested two CEOs of an unspecified online marketplace that reportedly preyed upon people with little knowledge about cryptocurrencies along with 10 other members, all of which had been recruiting people for six months since May 2018 in a Ponzi scheme, Korea Jung Ang Daily reported. Sorry, I, I know I butchered that. 
along with existing along with offering existing members cash rewards for recruiting new people members were also awarded with 600 m coin the business's official unlisted cryptocurrency which was also sold to the same victims for a range between 100 and 500 uh, krw and the malicious actors told the members that it would rise to 200 to 600 KRW, promising immediate profit, according to the report. Since the coin was unlisted, members never made any money, nor could they, it added. Through keywords such as Ponzi, loan, and recruiting members, we were able to teach the AI patterns of Ponzi schemes. The program can also identify advertisement patterns and identify the enterprise in question, which was caught with evidence... Provided by an unnamed informant, Hong Nam Ki, section chief of the Bureau's second investigative team, was quoted as saying in the report, This is not the first time AI is being used to catch malicious actors in the cryptocurrency space. In December of 2018, a research team from Imperial College London came forward with an idea of how to use the technology to recognize pump and dump schemes. <laughs> you do. Woo! Their machine learning algorithm was taught to recognize unusual buying activity around certain coins, manning, uh, managing to pinpoint six different cases, five out of which turned out to be pump and dump schemes. Pump and dump schemes are quite simple. A group of malicious actors buy some obscure cryptocurrency quietly and then generate hype around the coin so that other unsuspecting traders may buy as well, which in turn makes the coin's price spike. Once the price peaks, the original groups sell their hoard and makes a quick profit off anyone that was too slow to sell off. <laughs> and there's no way, there's almost no way to catch that either. That'll do it for that article. One thing I do want to say about pump and dump schemes is be aware uh, when when these guys are doing exactly what this uh, CryptoSuper.com article said, uh, there's a couple of nuances, all, other nuances about it. First of all, you get a there's they should have be looking for paid groups is one of the keywords that they should be looking for because it's like paid groups that are just the most horrific and horrendous offenders that do this kind of stuff. And what they do is the top people in the paid group. Um, have sort of backline channels that they communicate with each other off of their mainline channels, such as Twitter or something like that. So they'll get all of their paid group to start doing this thing and say, hey, we're going to buy shitcoin X. And at this time, uh, we're going, this is where we're all going to do, you know, pull the triggers and start tweeting and do all the, the hype building around it. And then we're looking for a price target of some price target X. It doesn't really matter what the price target is, but they give a price target to everybody. The problem is, is that the people at the very top sell about, they sell about 10% at 10% underneath the price target getting hit. So that price target never gets hit. And their own, their own paid group members basically are the ones that are left holding the bag. It's, it's sad. So when somebody, if somebody's, like saying, Hey, get in our pay group because we'll tell you exactly when to sell. If, you know, I, if you're going to do that and play, if you're going to play that game, just make sure that you pull the trigger and sell your crap 10% below the target price of what they're, what they're saying, because they will leave you holding your bags. And the whole thing is freaking unethical in the first place. So if you're, you know, if you're planning on, on doing that, I hope you do lose your bags. 
and go to hell. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it for that particular one. Do we have anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got uh, some other stuff going on. Uh, not in news. Well, it is in news, but it's not technically Bitcoin news. I got this off of Dan Dan Held. Venezuelans are just throwing money on the streets now. And this is like the fourth tweet, not just not just from Dan, from, from other people, where I'm seeing pictures, because that's what Dan has included, of streets in Venezuela that when I mean littered in cash, just it, it's, it's like confetti. It's deep. It's actually like there's piles of money on, on the curbsides. And it's not just like a, somebody dumped a bag by, you know, a corner or something like that. It's like streets just being covered in worthless boulevards, right? It's just the money is so worthless at this point that they're just throwing it out in the street. And, you know, it led, it led me to retweet that, uh, Dan's tweet, as uh, with this that says, <clears throat> a protest that is more massive and effective than any violence or collection of mass humanity could ever display. The Venezuelans have, I think, had their fill. I mean, I, and I really mean that. That's, I mean, when... How can you, as the one of the highest officials in any government, look out of your office and see your money on the street because it's that worthless? What kind of message does that send to everybody that looks at that? I, I think this is a I think that is a more powerful protest than any amount of pop beating or, you know, walking around the streets and, and singing songs and all that, you know, kumbaya shit. Now, just just throw your government's money in the street. Because if, not, if, if this doesn't wake them up, and it won't, then I think we can look, look for something even bigger on the horizon because I've, I've never seen this before. I'm sure it's happened before. I've just never seen it, like, look anywhere close to like this. It's just, uh God. So yeah, all eyes on Venezuela still. Mike Dudas trolled everybody. I, I think he trolled everybody. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But this morning he he tweeted out the one Bitcoiner argument that drives me the most insane is the claim that taxation is theft. And I'm like, oh God, of course it's theft. Like I said, I'm not in Mike Dudas's, you know, you know, brain or anything. He 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 liked you know, he liked a tweet that I said where he, you know, I said good troll, good troll, Mike. <clears throat> he, so I I think it's more possible that Mike's trolling people than than he's serious. But I don't know. He may be deadly serious. He may think that given the government a portion of the money that I make uh, is a is a right and good thing to do. And I, which I wouldn't have as much problem with it if it was, you know, if it wasn't going to go into the hands of corrupt people who are inept and corrupt because corruption by itself, you know, if, if at least, if at least the corrupt person was in some way competent, it seems like it just feels better than knowing that not only is, are the people getting my money corrupt, they're all incompetent. Made it forty five thousand dollar tubes of facial cream. I mean, my God! And and this has been going on for years. Shit! I mean, it was like a, a standing joke that nobody pays fifteen thousand dollars for a hammer except the United States government. It's this is why I don't like taxes because if they were going to do something useful with the money, I might actually not have a problem with it. 
but that never happens ever. It never happens. So that, you know, anyway, so I, I, I am of the opinion that Mike Dudas is, is trolling us all. Okay. So last thing up in for the morning roundup is that I got to be on, uh, the one Bitcoin show <laughs> actually it was this week in Bitcoin, but it was Adam Meister who does the one Bitcoin show <clears throat> pretty much weekly. And then he does a couple of other ones. And I got to be on with, uh, with Jeet and Phil, uh, Phil, uh, you know, Phil Geiger. It was really cool. It was the very first time that I got on somebody else's show. And it just so happened that Adam Meister was one of the very first people I started listening to in the space. Not the first, but, you know, I've been listening to these things for since, God, 2015, something like that. And Adam's been there as, you know, like way up in my stack for, for the longest, for the longest time. And he got, and he got in touch with me because Ansel Lindner of Bitcoin and markets, um, sent or told, uh, told Adam that he should get me on his show. So, and Ansel's yet another dude I listen to like all the time in, I'm like going, oh my God, this is just, it was just really cool. So a definite shout out to both Ansel and Adam for making that thing possible because I had a blast. It was so much fun being in the same, in the same chat with Adam and Jeet and Phil. And we talked about all CME futures and Coinbase skullduggery and all kinds of neat, you know, and other stuff. Anyway, uh, I hope, I hope to be able to do that again because I had a lot more fun than, I mean, I knew I was going to have fun, but I had no idea I was going to have that much fun. That was just awesome. Anyway, that that's going to do it for the morning roundup. Vital Statistics is from bitinfocharts.com. Bitcoin has an average price of 5182 with a high over at GDAX at 5227 and a low over at RightBTC. No, actually, it's going to be Bitfinex. Nope, nope, nope. RightBTC has it at $5,172. So the range is actually tra- trading pretty tight. Again, I like that. Um 370,000 transactions were made over the last 24 hours with an average transaction number per hour of 15,500. 1.3 million BTC were sent around the horn in that 24 hours. So the average sent per hour was 55,134 BTC. Average transaction value was 3.57 BTC and a median transaction value that's very low, 0.015 BTC or about 80 bucks. I like it when it's right around 300. That's when I'm, you know, that's sort of what I normally see. Uh, Block time is nine minutes, 52 seconds. It looks like 0.79 BTC is being taken as a fee per block. And 116 BTC has been rewarded as fees over the last 24 hours. The hash rate has increased by 1.97%, bringing us to just under 45 exahashes per second. The last GitHub commit was this morning of April the 8th. 
Uh, from left to right, Ethereum is at 178. Bcash is at 306. Litecoin is at 87. BSV is at 82. Ethereum Classic is at 7. My, holy shit. Uh, Dogecoin is at 0.0032. And with 26,000 transactions, it is coming just under Bcash transactions at 56,000. But it's smoking BSV. Ah, uh, yeah, there's probably some chicanery going on with Bcash and, and and BSV because of Bitcoin's actual price pump. And I'll, I just, I don't, I, I still don't understand when p- people like will say, you know, tweet a chart of some, you know, shit coin X and say, you know, is it, you know, is like, su- is some thing possible? And I'm like going, I don't know. Does Bitcoin say it's possible? Because if Bitcoin doesn't allow it, then no, no. All of these things follow Bitcoin. You might as well just save yourself the trouble and just look at the Bitcoin chart. And if if you really want to get into shit coinery, just look at the Bitcoin chart and then just, I don't know, throw darts at a board as to what you're going to pull triggers on on Bitfinex or, or Bitrix or whatever you're going to buy your crap from, Kraken, something like that. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for Vital Statistics. Okay, I've been enjoying playing music, Uh, so I'm just going to drop in. I'm just going to drop in a a journey tune.
Right, so Marty's bit for Thursday, April the 4th, 2019, issue number 455. Someone is stacking sats. <clears throat> Cumberland's tray uh, has a tweet that he begins with, and we actually covered the, uh, some of this stuff on uh, uh, Adam Meister's show. Cumberland, we talked about the Cumberland thing, and, and I covered it on uh, on Friday morning. Uh, but it's always nice to see what somebody else's uh, take on something is. So uh, he starts with a tweet from Cumberland that says, Desk update, the post-trade analysis of Monday evening's price action revealed a series of large bids over 1,000 BTC per order within an hour span, which appeared to be actual buyers versus forced liquidations. Dustin Trades FX writes back and says, are you talking bids that were actually filled or merely bids that were simply placed? Spoof up, spoof down. Bobby Cho writes back and says, executed economically binding trades. So these things were real. Okay. Marty's bent is, uh, it's been a very exciting week for the corn freaks. The sleeping beast was suddenly awoken by a face ripping price increase that came out of nowhere and gored the side of the unsuspecting BTC bears. Boy, did it ever in the wake of 20% two day gains, many conspiracy theorists, obsessed with tether and no coiners alike began screeching about manipulation to anyone unfortunate enough to be exposed to their musings. Many speculating that there were whales spoofing markets and fill bids and margin call others. Luckily for us, the kind folks at Cumberland and OTC desk based out of Chicago took to Twitter to let the world know that there were some big OTC trades happening while the price was going wild. Each dotted line in that screenshot above represents a purchase of over 1,000 BTC in a one-second time frame. It seems to me that someone was ready to pull the trigger and start stacking sats in a big way. And interesting to note, these big buys coincided with the first day of the quarter. So maybe a fund or a family office got the okay to go in at this time and decided to throw all inhibitions to the wind and go Leroy Jenkins on us by market buying in insane chunks instead of scaling in. They simply had to possess the corn and they could not wait. The animal spirits came out to play this week. We shall see how long they linger. Was this the beginning of a bigger move or simply a tremor in the depths of the bear market? That's a good question. Final thought. One time in college, I had a severe burrito addiction and was biking back from Los Tres Panchos at 1 a.m. with a burrito tucked into my right arm like a running back holds a football. Should have had that ball of goodness in my left arm because I had to swerve from being hit by a car, used my left hand to hit the front brakes as hard as possible, and flew over the handlebars with some authority. Luckily, I'm extremely athletic and was able to somersault with the burrito still tucked in my arm. Lost the verde sauce and bent my roommate's tire, though. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend, freaks. Damn, man. Flying over your handlebars, that get that can get your ass killed, man. That gets your ass killed straight up. All right, so your daily train wreck to, uh, to this morning brought to you by at Mean Hash. The dude is a fraud. It's so bad, even his wife is suing him, and he has screwed over every business partner he has had. As long as he is involved in BSV, it will remain a scam coin to me. It's impossible for him to be involved in a project and it not be one. What's he talking about? Well, Mean Hash is linked to... <clears throat> uh, 
a crypto news or crypto new media dot press article which says Bitcoin SV's Craig Wright declines to answer certain questions based on quote national security concerns during deposition. just makes me groan every time. That's why I finally had to do the daily train wreck, man. Cause every single day, somebody is doing something stupid, you know? And, and as much as I, I don't like Craig, I have never liked Craig. There's something about that dude that, I mean, it's just, you know, mean hash is right. Everything he's ever been involved with is a scam. Every partner he's ever had has gotten screwed. It just goes on and on and on with this guy. Of course, I guess when you have more money than your country, you can do whatever the hell you want. But, you know, all that said, I do have to say this. He was being, the, the question that he was being asked is how much Bitcoin did he mine in 2009 and 2010 and a couple of other ones. And anybody who's ever spent any time in this space knows the answer from Craig Wright to anything remotely approaching that is going to be piss off, Right. If somebody asked me that, I I would just refer to the tragic boating accident that I had where my ledger and my treasures, you know, all flew off of me and, and I've just never, you know, been able to recover, recover that Bitcoin. So it's lost in a tragic boating accident. Craig definitely said piss off. I guarantee it. It's probably not in the deposition notes, but I'm pretty sure he probably said piss off, if not worse, if not worse. Anyway, so Craig has brought to you or Craig has brought you your daily train wrecked. Thank you, Mean Hash. Torchlight <clears throat> BTC Andres says, I didn't want to have it so long. I sent the torch to DJ Booth 007 the guy behind Tallycoin, which is where you can find the Venezuelan donation page. Keep moving the torch. So yeah, DJ booth 007, um, got, you know, got the torch. He says, thank you, BTC Andres for the lightning torch on behalf of Tallyco or I'm sorry, at Tallyco underscore I N I'm honored to take part of the final stretch of L interest chain. Next invoice. 4.23 million Satoshis. Nice. Nice. But not as nice as having a former Miss Universe of Finland 2015 holding the torch. Yeah, that's right, man. And uh, wow. Uh, okay, so Rosa Riti, and I do not, I'm, I'm going to butcher that name too. I, I'm not a native Finnish speaker, so forgive me. But it, um, I started hearing chatter that this I Rosa, Re, you know, Reedy. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say Reedy. Rosa Reedy came out of nowhere, freaking got the torch. I'm like, who is this girl? Well, turns out she was a Miss Universe uh, contestant in 2015 for her homeland of Finland. And uh, now this was, this is what I thought was the coolest part. Everything about the LN Trust chain and, you know, not everything, but like most of Bitcoin and most of Lightning stuff, and especially the Lightning chain, the chatter is on Twitter. 
Now, Rosa being a model, right? She's more on the Instagram side of things. And in fact, she's so far on the Instagram side of things that when I found out that she had a, uh, uh, had the torch uh, and, and a Twitter account, I went to her, her Twitter account and she joined April of 2019. So she joined this month and I can only assume just because of the torch. And Rosa Riti hasn't tweeted anything when you go, go to that particular page. Now this was as of, Oh, yesterday or day before, I can't remember all my days are running together. Um, she had one tweet, which was a reply. Uh, and, uh, that, uh, tweet actually says he is replying to a Kang- Kangas bros. Thank you. What an honor to be part of the LN awareness and donation campaign. We'll make a post about it tomorrow on my social media accounts to get the world word out about Bitcoin's greatest layer two payment protocol and its potential, uh, BTC, then LN trust chain, Bitcoin, our hashtags there. Um, okay. So that's the one tweet she made. So she built the damn, you know, got her Twitter account going ostensibly just because she got the torch. It's how, you know, I'm like, going, well, how'd she hear about the torch? I want to, I want to hear more about this particular story. I get a whole bunch of geeks and nerds and hot pocket face stuffing gamers and, you know, knowing about this, this thing, but a miss, a former miss universe of 2015. I mean, not, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying I, it, there's gotta be a story behind that. You know, how long, how long has she been in Bitcoin? I mean, did she run in her own node? I mean, did she run in a lightning node? I mean, how I, I, I would like to know more about this because it's, I just think it's pretty cool. So in, anyway, fast forward a couple of days and I look at her account now, <laughs> she's got almost as many followers as I have in two days. By I suspect by the end of the day, she will have double my following. And I've had my Twitter account since 2000, I think 2009 or 2010. I can't really remember. It's, 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 an, you know, it's got a fair amount of age on it. And I'm like sitting there, I'm sitting here with like maybe like 1400 followers, maybe 1500 followers after all this time, she comes up, grabs the torch and it's like, bam, she's got a thousand followers <laughs> in 48 hours. And, but, uh, so, okay. Last thing I do want to say about Rosa is that, um, I tweeted, you know, retweeted her a couple of times because I think the whole thing's really cool. And so now I now I now have Miss Universe of Finland 2015 following me. I thought that was pretty cool, you know, just saying. And if you think a former Miss Universe contestant following me on Twitter is a joke, Check this one out. How does Moses make tea? He brews it. Thank you. At Pure Water Ice for your bad joke. Uh, Pure Water Ice is a company in uh, West Texas, and they sell filtered water and iced tea. I'm I'm seeing a lot of these types of companies kind of pop up where it's like, I don't I just I don't I I I find it odd that an entire business model can be built around selling clean water 
and pre-brewed iced tea. Boggles the mind. I mean, it shouldn't. They Coffee shops are everywhere. Why not tea shops? But anyway, the neat thing about <clears throat> pure water ice is that they always, always, always have a bad joke on the little billboard underneath their sign that, that you know, their signage for the, the street. And this was on it today in my neck of the woods. And I, I just, it was so bad that I had to bring it to you for your terrible joke corner. guys that's it for me i'm totally out i'm gonna do some other things uh ingest some kind of non-drowsy allergy medication for this my god i just i'm about to fall over anyway okay so if you want to go check out what's going on with any of the stuff that i talked about today it's in my curated twitter timeline it's there's a link to that in the show notes so if you want to get grab any of these stories or any of the stuff that i talked about include i mean a daily train wrecked and Joke, bad joke corner and torchlight. All of it is in my curated Twitter timeline. So I, that's how I build the show. And when I'm done with the show, everything that that I separated out into like different little stacks or whatever, I just shove it all into the morning roundup, which is the name of the curated Twitter timeline. And again, you can get to that in my show notes. Last thing I want to mention before I sign off is the Miss Universe Finland thing. Uh, you can, if you want to go check out our Twitter account, it's at R-O-S-A-R-Y-Y-T-I, at R-O-S-A-R-Y-Y-T-I. It'll be interesting to uh, see what falls out of this. Anyway, uh, I'll see you guys on the other side. This has been Bitcoin And, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.